Welcome aboard. This is your Captain Johnny. And first mate Jess, thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction. This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public. But what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters. They're just along for the ride upon the ships of chaos. Well, hey, Chaotics. Welcome to Ships of Chaos. Hey, this This is Justina. And this is Johnny. And Johnny, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm on the, today was the third day of my new job. How's it going? I have to drive like 40, I have to drive like 45 minutes to get there, which isn't really much of a commute, but like, but it is, yeah, it is still quite a commute. And my manager keeps forgetting to put me on the schedule. So, like, I'll get there and I have no way to clock in. Mm. So, but I'm on the schedule for the next week. So she remembered to put me on the schedule. So, Oh, that's good. Do you feel at least like the environment is less toxic? I do. I do. And I'm, I don't really know the people at this Walmart so well as I did the other one, but they're friendly. So how are you? I'm good. I'm not much new here. We're wrapping up a project at work and um, just trying to pack up our stuff so that we can move here in the next week. So busy all around and all I want to do is eat and take a nap. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see your Harry Potter houses banner up anymore. Yeah, I had to, to, most of our stuff is packed away. I have my um, my workspace still set up, so I still have, like, my whiteboard up just because I, I have to write things down. But everything else, we're kind of just living in, like, boxes right now. But we are exactly a week away from our move. It'll be worth it once the move is done. Yeah, I'm excited. But, so. So, do you want to give us a recap of last week? Yeah. So, I was trying to rack my brain before recording with you to try to remember everything that happened last week. And I think it was kind of a more of a time pass chapter than anything plot wise. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was like a five year jump into the future, four or five years. Yeah. Um, Bella is now in college, conveniently in Carlisle's hometown city, but she went to college. She is living with Alice and I think Jasper, or at least with Alice, but Jasper is around. And um, so she's, she's moved forward with her life. They convince her to go see Carlisle in concert. I think that's how we end the chapter with her. Yeah. Is she's like, yeah, okay, let's go see him in concert. So they're getting ready to go. And then Carlisle, um, he's still doing shows and such, but he has adopted a son. Yeah. He Um, he wrote a new album or a new, was it a new 
album or was it just a handful of songs? He put out a new album. And Mm -hmm. he put out a new album. And it's very obvious that it's about one girl. Yeah. Though nobody but Bella knows who that girl is. Yeah. And that was um, our friend Peter Pettigrew. What was his name? Alistair. The character's name? Alistair had kind of encouraged him to start writing again. He was like, get it all out. Yeah. And that's how he ended up with a new album. Because, like, the the beginning of the chapter started out with Carlisle drunk and Alistair Mm -hmm. forcing him into the shower. That's right. Because they had just gone through – we get a flashback of, like, the separation, right? He's just like, you're too young. We we can't do this right now. Yeah. Okay. And so then he starts drinking. Alistair – Encourages him to take a shower, sober up, and write it all down. And that's how he ends up with the album. And then flash forward, he's moved forward with his life as well. Has adopted a son. um, Still doing shows. But now he's in a better place emotionally. And the same with Bella. So she was young. Um, You know, she went to college to get those experiences. She's living with roommates. But she's still listening to Carlisle because I think she, Alice says, well, thank you for introducing us to his music. I really like this song. It's her getting jiggy with this yeah, song. <laughs> I think my, my favorite part of that chapter was Bella walking into the apartment and seeing Jasper's yeah, on the couch. <laughs> and Bella's like, uh, Alice is like, well, it's your fault for introducing us to Carlisle. It makes me hot. <laughs> yeah. It makes me hot. Yeah. I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's awkward. <laughs> nah, she's like, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know if in this next chapter, are we going to experience another flash forward? Or does this pick up, pick up where we left off with them, with them getting ready to go to the concert? It's going to pick up with them getting ready to go to the concert. Because like, we have to have that interaction between Carlisle and Bella. Because there's no point in us going like five foot years forward and there's no interaction (laughs) look it sometimes happens and then you get a flashback to what actually happened yeah not ruling it out it could happen but okay all right are you ready to jump yeah i'm gonna read the author's note first okay okay this says jess butts in so when i originally envisioned this story like seriously over two years ago i never wanted carlisle and bella to end up together when chris posted the last chapter i was content it was exactly what i wanted but then she she had to succumb to her lovely readers you and write a mini little what if snippet and that changed everything now all of a sudden i needed slash wanted more i could envision a life for these two down the road so i basically twisted her arm to write more and God love her, she did. Slash is. I hope you like what we've plotted out and that Chris has graciously agreed to write. Cough. Carlisle slash Bella sex. Cough. Twice. Cough. You're welcome and enjoy. Jess backs out. <laughs> I am an enabler. Jesse PT has figured out what I can't say no. Okay? That's so that's so funny. That's awesome. Okay. So it almost sounds like, um, what, what was, I'm sorry, Chris, what was the um, author's name? Lyrical Chris. Chris. 
Lyrical Chris. It sounds like Lyrical Chris had just wanted to end this maybe last chapter where they're in a good spot. She's in college. Yeah. He's got a baby now. So interesting. What a story that would have yeah. been. So, you ready? I'm ready. Alice was smut with satisfaction when Bella asked for her help putting together an outfit for the concert. Of course. She'd been trying to set Bella up with Jasper's best friend, Peter Damon, for ages. It would be too perfect, Alice said giddy. My best friend dating his best friend? Come on. You have to see that's kismet. Bella just well is Peter Damon. Sorry, is Peter Damon a character in Twilight? Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know Jasper's backstory, right? Yeah. Okay. Civil War. Soccer. Yeah. So, in when he's with Maria, um, there is a vampire that he didn't kill because he was good at um helping to train the newborns. Because he oh, could okay. see, like, little snippets. He ha- not he didn't see snippets. He had feelings that he was like, well, if we go this way, it'll turn go- out good for us. Mm-hmm. That was his um, special gift. And that was Peter. Okay. And then... All right, I, I remember. The, then a little while... they They're working together for a little while, and... Jasper is about to kill a newborn and Peter just loses it and Mm -hmm. grabs the newborn and runs off. And that is Charlotte. Charlotte. Peter and Charlotte are um, like mates. And Peter comes back later and rescues Jasper and that's how he's able to leave Maria. Okay. All right. I remember this now. I remember I wrote that in, in my little fan fiction too. Shameless plug. Yeah. Shameless. So, back to the story. Bella just rolled her eyes and let Alice believe what she wanted. In all honesty, Bella had every intention. Okay, in all honesty, she had every intention of giving Peter a chance. He sounded nice enough, and there was no reason not to. Anyways, it would get Alice off her back about moving on past her first someone disastrous relationship freshman year had been an experience to say the least she was halfway across the country from either of her parents for the first time it was further than she'd been from the west coast ever she was meeting interesting new people her roommate of course and jasper and then there was james in retrospect james could have kicked herself for falling for falling for james it was not a new story she was the, fre- the freshman who knew no one. He was the handsome, charming, athletic upperclassman with a smile that could make anyone's knees weak. There was an edge of danger around James, and though she could, would kick herself later at the time, it was appealing. The relationship only lasted as long as it took for James to show his true colors. He was controlling, psychotically so. When he found Bella and Jasper hanging out together on the quad, he went ballistic. Jasper ended up with a black eye, James with a broken nose, and Bella minus one boyfriend when she kicked his ass to the curb. Good going, Bella. For sure. That's not okay. So I'm glad she stood her ground. 
She wasn't jaded. Honestly, she wasn't so very attached to James. She'd never, she just never been the kind of girl who needed or wanted a boyfriend constantly. She didn't spend a lot of time thinking about boys, except this week. She'd been entirely preoccupied this week, though not with a boy. No, Carlisle Collin was far away from boyhood. There were so many reasons nitpicking her outfit was, wait, there were so many reasons nitpicking her outfit for night was just ridiculous. It hadn't even occurred to her to do anything before and look where that had gotten her. Looking in the mirror, Bella put her palm to her flushed cheeks, remembering. It was easy to convince herself she had, she had to have been dreaming. She had to have made it all up. There was no way she'd spent two nights in an inter internationally known artist's bed. There was no way they'd been skin to skin, his body pressing hers down. And even if it had all happened, she he'd sent her to... On, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I know, I make such weird sounds. And even if it had all happened, he'd sent her on her merry way two years ago. It made zero sense that a man with friends all over the world even remembered a silly little girl with a broken down truck. She wasn't so naive that she believed a man like Carlisle, though he was unquestionably a gentleman, had bedded his fair share of people. The blushing version who got in over her head too quickly could have been so memorable, at least not for any good reason. Except there was a whole album that suggested maybe, possibly, she'd left the same mark on him he had on her. But what difference did it make? They were still separated by 22 years. Certainly, the time between had given Bella more experience, more perspective, but then it wasn't as though Carlisle had stayed still. He was a father now. His world had changed as much as hers had, if not more. Best not to even think about it, girl, she warned herself. Peter was quite funny. He was handsome, charming, attentive, and hilarious when she was paying attention. He was also very much aware she wasn't paying complete attention. <clears throat> More of us coming, he asked, catching her less than surreptitiously glancing around. Bella cleared her throat, trying not to look guilty. Uh, just people watching. He nodded and shifted, leaning in close enough to who to her ear that believe Believa. What? Who the heck is Believa? Believa. Huh? You better believe You better believe her. Okay. <laughs> he nodded and shifted, leaning in close enough to her ear that Bella shivered at his nearness. It wasn't an altogether unpleasant feeling. I don't want to make assumptions. You seem like a pretty capable girl. But there's this creeper staring at you. Surprised, Bella carefully looked in the direction Peter indicated, her heart already pounding. The corner of the man's eyes crinkled as he grinned at her across the room, the expression teasing and ever so slightly flirtatious. 
Alistair. Peter Pettigrew. Yes, Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> Smiling like a creeper in the corner. <laughs> he extended one hand, crooking his finger in a beckoning motion. Just say the word and I'll do something about it, Peter offered. No, it's okay, she said quickly. He's a friend. Peter's expression turned incredulous. He's a friend? He repeated as the words were completely nonsensical to him. Bella frowned at him, but found she didn't have enough space in her head to concentrate on sussing out exactly what Peter's look meant. Her throat had gone dry, her pulse thready. Shaking her head dismissively at Peter, Bella found herself lurching forward before she consciously thought through her actions. Hey, Alistair, she said when she got to him, pleased that her voice was reasonably steady. He chuckled, reaching out to take her hand. He pressed his lips to her knuckles, and Bella recognized that he was playing with her. So, do you remember me? Well, that's quite the honor. Typically, I'm the vague shape standing beside the one they're usually looking at. Til <laughs> she tilted her head at him. Does that ever get tiring, being known for who you are in relation to someone else? He raised his eyebrows and gave a little laugh. His smile was private. If it were anyone but Carlisle, I might be bitter, he chuckled. Won't you come with me, lovely? I think you know I wasn't the one who spotted you. At his words, Bella felt herself sway a bit with lightheadedness. When she hesitated, suddenly an unbearable, nervous, and self-conscious Alistair tilted his head, leaning into whispers so only she, she could hear. He, he's just as nervous as you seem, dearie. It's a little adorable. I don't mind telling you. Bella had to smile. She couldn't help it. A niggling thought at the back of her mind demanded attention, and she gasped, turning to look over her shoulder. By then, Peter, Alice, and Jasper were all staring at her with varying expressions of concern and confusion. He, here with friends this time, he observed. How many? Three. She, he nodded and raised his hand, beckoning now to the others. Bella turned slightly so she could give them a, small, a smile of confirmation. Everyone's invited, of course. Alistair was smooth as ever as he introduced himself and told their motley crew to follow him. When she realized they were where they were being led, Alice grabbed Bella by the arm, hauling her backwards to a slower pace. Bella, she hissed, we're going backstage. How the fuck did you pull this off? <laughs> Sorry. Before, got really into it. It's okay. <laughs> before Bella could answer, they had arrived in a private room off the south booth with a perfect view of the stage. Alistair excused himself, ducking into the sound booth, and Bella's friends jumped on her. What the heck is going on? D did you re win some kind of contest without telling us? Hells, Bells. Seriously, Bella. Seriously, Bella, if you don't tell me what... What you... Alice's words trailed off, her eyes going wide as she focused on a spot just over Bella's heads. The energy in the room had shifted. Even without Alice's reaction, Bella would have known exactly who was standing behind her. 
Goosebumps raised on her arms, a pleasant shiver shooting down her spine. The neck of her back was warm, as if the energy he exuded was enough she could feel it on her body. She turned slowly. After a long moment, they stared at each other. Their memories had not done... No, her memories had not done him justice at all. And as before, she observed that no video, no glossy magazine photo could capture his stunning beauty. He was the rock star again, sexy and stunning. In direct contrast to the confident way he held himself, his eyes reflected the more serious emotion she felt, uncertain but intense. Ha, Bella, he said, his tone quiet. He held, out his, he held his hand out. Hey, she answered, her breath, breath of voice. Nope, 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 nope. Hey, she answered, her voice a breath. She curled her fingers around his. The moment she touched him, she knew. Everything she remembered about the precious little time she'd spent with Carlisle was true. She hadn't made up the way the air felt around them, electric and incendiary and alive. Even at this simple touch, she felt it. Time, sound, and sense seemed to warp. Suddenly, anything was possible. Uh, so what do you think so far? They're reunited. Yeah. It's exciting. Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> Her friends are probably like, what? Her friends are like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Why are we back here? How did you manage Why are you this? How is this possible? Okay. You realize that's the start of a lot of pornos, right? <laughs> Alice. Bella. Alice. Kissed a friend turning beet red. Carlisle looked down at the tabletop, hiding a smile behind his hand. Bella's friends were amusing, to say the least. Sitting beside her, Peter chuckled, elbowing her lightly to get her attention. I have this image in my head now of you walking down the road, doing that thing women are supposed to do, where they stick their leg out to hitch a ride. He waggled his eyebrows at her. Beneath the table, Carlisle's fist clenched reflexively. He was glad he had one thumb up over his mouth, or someone might have noticed his lips turned downward. It was completely stupid to be irritated at Peter. He was exact. He was only acting exactly how any other twenty-something would be around a woman as beautiful and beguiling as Bella. I love that word, beguiling. 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 Have you seen? Um, isn't it romantic? Mm, I don't think I have. So, like Liam Liam Hemsworth is in that movie. And it's, she's like stuck in a romantic comedy. And he keeps calling her beguiling. And she's like, what does that even fucking mean? Why do you keep saying that? Why do you keep saying that? That's so funny. So, back to the story. He was a flirt, a charming one at that, with the kind of grin that could make a person's breath catch. And it was very clear he was entirely unaware Carlisle presented any kind of competition. Obviously, none of Bella's friends knew she'd met him before. That was clear by how they reacted to him before the concert. And afterward, the minute they were tucked in the corner booth, 
in the VIP lounge of a swanky club. They demanded the story. Bella had told them the truth, carefully editing the part where he kissed her and not talking about Portland at all. Beside him, Alistair cleared his throat loudly. He stretched, discreetly bowing his head in Carlisle's direction. You're being pathetically obvious, mate. That was when he realized he was glaring across the table, his eyes fixated on Peter's hand. Peter was idly twirling a long strand of her hair around and around and around his finger. And when Carlisle looked up, he saw that Peter was staring at him. The two men gazed at each other. Peter, Peter's eyes narrowed, the look of a man assessing a threat. Carlisle only hesitated for a second before he let his mouth curl up in what he knew damn well was a sly, cocky grin. He'd been working an audience, owning a stage for over half his life. There was no competition, and he could see the boy knew it. And, of course, that didn't stop him from upping his game. Peter wasn't without advantages, Carlisle. Peter wasn't without advantages, Carlisle mused. He was sitting next to Bella for one thing, and he made so much more sense. Not for the first time, Carlisle wondered if there was anything going on between them. Bella had introduced him as a friend, but there's been a pinch of nerves to the sound of her voice. Honestly, there were a million things he wanted to know, but didn't. Even if she wasn't with Peter, was she or had she been with someone else? It was likely. In fact, it was what he wished for. He remembered their game of 20 questions, remembering her coy look when she admitted to kissing one boy and one man. What would she say now if he would ask the same question? I forgot what Jasper's voice was like. Did he even speak in the last chapter, or was he just um, I don't, messing around with Alice? I, don't, I, I don't think remember. he spoke, but I don't remember the voice I gave him. Southern okay, Texas come up with a new one. I gave him a Southern Texas draw? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's why we keep her around. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice of you to stop, Jasper commented, still going over the finer points of the story how, of how Carlisle and Bella met. A lot of people wouldn't. Carlisle smiled. Carlisle's smile was easy and sincere as he looked over at Bella, remembering the first time he saw her, drenched and bedraggled, obviously young and pretty. He wanted nothing more than to protect her. It was the middle of the night on a dark street in the pouring rain. There was only right, one right thing to do, in my opinion. Bella's cheeks pinked as she looked up at him her lips quirking upward. Peter chuffed, his eyes searching. And plenty of wrong things to do. His tone with tone was heavy with implication. I think there's a... No, sorry. I went back into the southern draw. I think there's a special place in hell for any man who take advantage of that. Either oblivious to the sudden tension at the table or not plying into it, Jasper continued on smoothly. As Carlyle pretended not to notice, Peter stretched, putting his arm around Bella over the back of the booth. He ran the tips of his finger over her bare shoulder to get her attention and leaned in to whisper something in her ear that made her laugh. Jealousy made Carlyle's stomach twist, though he knew he had no right 
He had no right at all. Somehow, that didn't stop him from carefully finding her foot on the table, nudging it gently with his. Oh my god, he's playing footsie. <laughs> so, real quick, uh -huh. isn't this her first date with Peter? Yes. Okay, alright. Dude needs to calm the fuck down, Peter. Yeah. Okay. But to be fair, he's got a he he's interested in this girl and he realizes this forty some odd year old rock star is interested yeah. in her. Crew. Oh, I get so it. He's, he's I, I get it. I, I do get it. They're peacocking yeah, they're, right now. But like calm down. Dude. See your peacock cock cock. Every time I sing that song too. <laughs> Best Katy Perry song ever. <laughs> you, there's a, a peacock uh, dance video with these guys wearing like these like tiny briefs with like peacocks on them. Oh my god! So they're like flopping <laughs> these peacock heads around as they're dancing. Oh my god! How have I not seen this? <laughs> you can look it up. Okay, and they're like rolling around in black ink and, and rubbing black ink <laughs> on each other. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. It was such a little gesture, it could have been misconstrued as an accident. He just needed to touch her somehow, some way. And it took her attention away from Peter. She looked up toward Carlisle with surprise. He was careful to keep his attention focused on Alice, who was speaking again. Out of his peripheral vision, he saw her press her lips together and then felt a tentative toe touch to the side of his foot. He glanced at her, holding her gaze for the for a three-count beat. Then, when they'd briefly touched before his show, the very air changed. His thoughts were instantly diverted, and he saw nothing, nothing new but the look in her eyes. He remembered with studying clarity what it was like the first time he took her face in his hands, how it felt to know with absolute certainty he couldn't live the rest of his life if he didn't kiss her right then. This girl, this woman drove him crazy. She turned his life upside down and changed him irrevocably. Irrevocably. In two nights. Irrevocably. God, why is that a hard word? Irrevocably. Now I can't say it. I know. That's. Okay. And changed him irrevocably in two nights, and now she was right in front of him again. What was he supposed to do with that? For the moment he saw her on the side of the road, he'd never been able to get her out of his head. He'd spent weeks writing song after song, trying to encapsulate how and why she meant so much in so little time. One album full of songs later, and he was no closer to figuring out why and really what did it matter. After she bounced in and out of his life, he'd made so many changes. He'd realized there was so much more missing in his life. He spent more time at home now. He adopted a wonderful baby boy who made his life so much more complete. She was the catalyst, and as ridiculous as it sometimes seemed, he often found himself missing her. A question from Alice drew his attention, making him break his stare. He fervently wished they were alone there was so much he wanted he wanted to ask her if she noticed when he sang that night 
that he'd so often looked up at the dark glass window that hid the private room from view. He should have felt self-conscious, naked and vulnerable. She had a knack for seeing everything, even the words he didn't say when he sang, but somehow with Bella, it didn't feel uncomfortable being exposed. So, Peter's voice was a touch too loud even in the crowded club. It made Carlisle start. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Bella must have been one girl in a hundred in hundreds. He ducked his head, giving a car giving Carlisle a knowing look. Over the course of your career, obviously. Carlisle felt a flash of irrit- irritation, especially when she, he saw the insecurity and hurt flash over Bella's face before she looked down at the table. He brushed the tip of his toe along her ankle until she lifted her head again. I'm sure I don't have to tell you, he said, looking at at Bella instead of Peter. Bella isn't the kind of girl you forget under any circumstances. Her answering smile, shy and pleased, was the highest, was the, no, her answering smile, shy and pleased, was the highlight of his entire week. Aww. Yeah, just peacocking. Just peacocking. But Bella, uh, uh. Carlisle so sincere. <laughs> Bella was going out of her mind, out of her skin. All night she felt jumpy, all too aware, all too aware of Carlisle's presence. During the concert, she'd been entirely focused. God only knew what the other three might have said to her. She certainly didn't remember. She'd been lost in his movements and the way he sang his songs. She could have sworn when he sang the ones from the, his newest album. He was staring right at her. Just like the first time she'd seen Carlisle in concert, she had trouble not jumping him the second he got back to the room. Adrenaline made her blood quick and hot through her veins, and she so wanted to touch him. She'd squeezed Allison's arm so hard her friend yelped. And most of the time at the club, Carlisle kept his distance, engaging her friends as frequently as he did her. Along the... Although... The way he looked at her sometimes, holy hell, it made her just as breathless as his kisses. And sweet baby Jesus, she wanted to kiss him again. But by the end of the night, he'd taken her hand, squeezing it tightly, and only kissed her cheek. It was so good to see you again, he said. And now she was alone in her dorm room. Alice was at Jasper's, miserable and turned on and restless right down to her bones. If she knew where his hotel room, she would have been there. What would she do? What she needed was to convince her stupid psyche that he didn't want her. If he did, he would have. A knock at the door cut off her thoughts. She actually gasped, startled to being reminded there was more people in the world than herself and Carlisle. It wasn't so unusual for someone to knock on their dorm room door in the middle of the night. It was Saturday after all. Growling at herself. Bella got up and walked to the door. She opened it, and all the breath left her body in one long huff. Carlisle was leaning on the door frame, his head rested, resting on his arm, his beautiful face, face close, and his expression uncertain. For the longest five seconds of her entire life, they just stared at each other. A million questions. Neither of them knew how to voice filling the space between them. Carlisle opened his mouth, closed it, opened it again. And then Bella surged forward, grabbing him by his jacket and dragging him inside. 
She pushed up onto her toes, her kiss hungry and seeking. They, these were not tender kisses. These were need, pure and simple. These were filled with every moment her, she tensed her body to keep from touching him, from doing exactly this. They were kisses trying to make up for every moment she'd spent aching, wondering, wishing she'd made a different choice two years ago, that she hadn't left him. I missed you, she said breathlessly when they parted for a second. His arms were wrapped around her waist, but his hands traveled up her body until he cupped her face. His eyes were shining, his expression as thrilled as she felt. Oh, Bella, was all he said before he tilted his head to catch her lips again. They would stumble a few feet, stopping to keep each other upright and steady. Anything so they wouldn't have to part. She tucked him down onto the couch, pulling his body over hers. What are we doing? He asked, panting hot air against her mouth. I don't know, she admitted, but I don't want to stop this time. He pulled back minutely, and Bella's heart stuttered, fear making her body freeze up. Closing his eyes, he sighed quietly and kissed her sweetly, slowly. Then we won't, he promised. Okay, and there is... No, is that the end? Th there's an end note here. So... Many thanks to Astrid Green Eyes, who made a cute banner for me. That was so very sweet. I love banners. I don't really know if I should thank Jesse PT as I was supposed to be done with this glower, but she left flails over my docks, and that makes me smile. It's almost worth this Carl Carlisle being all sexy, and my stomach, ugh. Thanks also to Barbarella for putting up with me. Oh, lyrical Chris. Yeah. Got away with words. Yeah. <laughs> so that is chapter four. So it just reminded me, it wasn't a four-year time jump. It was really only two years. Yeah. A lot changed in two years. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm, well, I'm hoping that, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm hoping for it, but. I feel like time, enough time has passed. They deserve to uh, get jiggy with get it. Get a little sexy with each other. Get jiggy, get with, jiggy it. with it. <laughs> he peacocked all night. He deserves something. <laughs> but he was respectful while doing it. He was respectful, yeah. It's because he's older, though. Notice Peter was just, like, all over her. Yeah, 20-year-old. Carlisle was subtle about it. It's exactly it. They're babies. 20-year-olds are just They don't know. So, I guess that's it for tonight, Chaotics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these chapters are really short. So, these episodes are really short. That's okay. This is our mid-pick. We'll, we'll be hitting an epic here soon. Yeah, uh, so. we, need if, uh, we need to choose our epic. We haven't cho chosen our epic. And we just have, like, two chapters of this left. Three chapters of this left. And... But you have a couple on queue, right? That you've gotten approved yeah. for? Okay, well, we'll talk about it yeah. later. And, we have them, and so it's not like we have to search. Yeah, uh, we need to, and we need to choose a, um, a end of summer fic for a special promo. Mm -hmm. Are you reading the end of summer? No, I'm just saying it's summer's me? coming to an end. No, 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 I know, but is it? Who's reading the special thing? Oh, we haven't decided. You? 
Oh, all right. Well, we can talk about yeah. it later. So, Chaotix, thank you for tuning in for another week of epicness. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chaotix. We'll see you next Chaotic Thursday. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on our journey today. We'd like to thank Lyrical Chris for allowing us to read their story, The Spaces Between the Notes. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Archive of Our Own as Ships of Chaos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Chaotic Thursday.